Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with The Eclectic Approach, Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, UpDoc Media, and Modern Rehab Mastery, our new online mentoring program that's going really well. Our next cohort starts June, uh, mid-June 2019 to date this podcast. Check that out at modernrehabmastery.com. And another mentor in that program and one of the main faculty of The Eclectic Approach is my co-host. Dr. Andrew Rothschild, physical therapist with uh, Modern Patient Education. How's it going today, Andrew? Ah, it's going very well, Orson. How are you? Good. So apologies if I've told this one before, but I've searched our episodes and I could not find it. Um, but I've talked about, as many of you guys know, if you follow me on social media, I've talked about this patient before and you've seen her on several of my videos. She's a uh, young gymnast that I've worked with several times Uh I used BFR in her. She came back from a pretty severe bilateral ankle sprain, left greater than right. We rehabbed for maybe about four or five months. And uh, then at States last year, she ended up spraining her ankle again just shortly in practice, um, right before States. And then she she couldn't, she didn't end up um, competing then. So we focused mainly on a lot of BFR and a lot of really functional training. Uh, I really wanted to build her up. The first time I just focused a lot on kind of motor control. I didn't do a whole lot of strengthening because it was mostly acute. But this time I thought, you know, this time I really want to build her up and make her more resilient. So I had her even doing things like squats in plantar flexion and uh, inversion just to kind of make her ankle stronger in the at its weakest point at its most sensitized uh position so that took several months and she was actually able to um she sprained her ankle again a couple of times only her recovery was much faster and i know i told that part on the podcast before but i just wanted to kind of reiterate her history um, she also has a history of anxiety and that was uh, you know, naturally, one of the biggest things I had to keep on focusing on, and uh, there was another um, uh, psychological history that I really don't want to necessarily get into. But let's just say that anxiety was a big part of it. And um, as you know, Andrew, uh, when someone has high fear avoidance, that's one of the biggest predictors of returning to function and sport, right? Absolutely. Right. So she had sprained her ankles a couple times, and he. You know, we talked about gymnasts before that the higher level you are, the harder it is just to get like these minor kind of stress injuries. You usually end up with a major strain or fracture or sprain or fracture. So uh, one of the times uh, I just happened to be at the facility treating patients and um, she acutely sprained her ankle as I was there. So, um, you know, I go running onto the floor and I check her out and um, I kind of help her back to the waiting area, which is probably my biggest mistake. I probably just should have treated her on the floor, but I, you know, I didn't want her on the floor when other people were practicing. So I'm kind of examining it. It's really, it, it's slightly swollen, but really not too much. She's one of those that had um, a little bit more swelling on the involved side than the uninvolved side, just because of her history of repeated ankle sprains and ankle instability on that side. 
yet it was it was fairly it's always been fairly strong since the BFR. So anyway, I'm examining it. She's like, oh, you know, what do you think? It, it doesn't really feel too bad. She actually was was feeling pretty good about it because since doing a lot of the strength training, um, she hadn't she had sprained her ankle only not as bad as previous. Her recovery was much faster, maybe only one or two days as opposed to several weeks. And just out of nowhere, like some rando parent who was sitting right beside me in the waiting area, it's like, oh, that looks like a stress fracture. That's probably a stress fracture. Oh, geez. I was, I was livid. Like I just shot her a look because I just thought for someone who has such high fear avoidance and that's such a big factor in recovery. I I just couldn't believe it. Like I just wanted to slap her like how people slap that woman <laughs> in the airplane. <laughs> like if, if there was a whole line uh, of me, I would like be slapping her, you know, like just, Oh, I was like, I was so upset. And I just said, no, it's not a stress fracture. And I remember my patient just kind of looked up at her and smiled and she's like, no, I'm fine. And then, you know, I brought her back out on the floor and finished my treatment there. So that was just my quick story about a comment from the peanut gallery. And I have another one, unless you have um, any kind of peanut gallery stories. I just was going to follow up with that and said it did. So, you know, she had that quick response and say, no, I'm fine. But did that, did it maintain, did did she like, she didn't have sort of a, any kind of setback because of that, did she? Mentally? No, no. I mean, I, I reassured her. Um, several times that day, and I reassured her um, and subsequent visits that I didn't think it was a stress fracture. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could see her kind of get nervous at that. And that's the last thing absolutely that you want to hear, um, especially with high fear avoidance. Absolutely. And I, I don't have any like specific story, but I've had like little mini incidences kind of like that. You know, in my in my clinic, we have you know multiple clinicians. We have an open gym area. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, people like about our clinic is people, you know, very sociable and people, you know, patients will talk to each other and enjoy seeing each other. And sometimes that can go kind of sideways, similar to your story, where people will tell their horror stories to other patients after I've just spent the last half hour talking to them about, um, <laughs> you know, it, all the opposite right, right. stuff. And it's like, oh, God. And then I have to kind of quickly redirect him and you know those things will happen once in a while thankfully not so often but once in a while we'll have a similar kind of thing yeah there's always someone who talks about oh you're here for your uh, you know what's that guy here for and he asks you right and then you can't say right. you really can't say even though you're obviously like pushing on their back or something right or they'll just tell about their then, neighbor who had yeah, this, like, the worst well, back pain you know yeah oh my aunt bertha had five lumbar surgeries hope you don't get that I mean, there's always someone like that yes this is true. yeah I don't miss, I certainly don't miss working in uh, a multi-clinician clinic with tables that close because there is always that uh, kind of person who just wants to get, wants to know everything about everyone. And I would always just say, you can't ask me, but why don't you ask them? You know, like maybe they'd be happy to tell you or why don't you mind your own business? (laughs) Exactly. And well, we'll we'll say at least in our office, we're all sort of on the same track of thinking when it comes to understandings with a biopsychosocial model and, and these kinds of things. So we're all very cognizant of that. We're kind of, you know, we're kind of delivering this, the same message education wise to our patients. So, um, well, yeah, it, it, despite that you will, there's still obviously some outlying patients who will just uh, do like spreading other information. For sure. 
All right. Well, where can people find you, Andrew? Well, people can find me uh, both on Twitter and on Instagram uh, at Spear underscore Physio, as well as on modernpatienteducation.com, Modern Rehab Mastery. Yeah. You're, uh, you're part of the cohort uh, is coming up soon. So you excited to teach your first cohort, cohort in Modern Rehab I Mastery? Am. I am. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely excited about it. All right. I uh, hope you drop some knowledge bombs on them. Some of them could use a little practice when it comes to pain science. Some of them are, sound very, very practiced and well rehearsed. And then they've talked about it before and other people, um, maybe not so much. Okay, <laughs> that's, good. It, that's it, what mentorship is for, a, right? Exactly. It's good. And it's good to have a variety. It is. It is. Absolutely. You don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. Absolutely. All right. So, well, you can find me, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery, Modern Manual Therapy. Edge Mobility System is my eShop with BFR, ISDM, and I keep on teasing new products are coming up very soon. Uh, we have full online seminars, including Andrew's, mine, and Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strength Training. That's our BFR certificate course. All of three of those, Modern Patient Education, Modern Manual Therapy, and uh, Modern Strength Training are part of our Modern Rehab Mastery online mentoring course. And we think that's our way to help you go beyond the seminar. All right. I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. Make sure to subscribe to themanualtherapist.com so you get exclusive discounts on Edge Mobility System. Check out untoldphysiostories.com. There you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So uh, you have a great day.